you're listening to The Calling. As a reminder, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for The Calling, you can send an email to the underscore calling at hotmail.com. If you're having trouble locating us on your app of choice, if you let us know your preferred app, we can send the link directly to you. Last week, we discussed the peace we receive and we strap on the gospel to our feet. We reviewed how our steps are guided by scripture and the foundation provided by the shoes of peace empower us to stand firm in the face of evil. This week, we'll continue to explore the body armor of God by examining the shield of faith and the impact it has on our spiritual defense. Lord willing, we'll continue to grow in Christ as we continue to arm ourselves to effectively stand firm against the evil we encounter. One of my favorite activities as a father is shooting my kids. Well, I should clarify what I mean playing Nerf games with my children, which leads to me shooting them with darts. Like all things, context is very important here. There are times when my children and I arm ourselves with Nerf guns and unleash a fury of dart exchanges. It was during these battles that my children realized they don't like to be shot at and the value of cover under fire. I'm sure you're the same way, though. When you engage in a Nerf gun battle or snowball fights or any activity that results in objects being hurled your way, you recognize the need for protection. And very few of us enjoy being hit with objects because it's just not natural. We weren't made for that. Instead, you seek cover. You seek a shield. With that, let us invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts and refocus our minds to God's Word as we compare to explore Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It is written, Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after having done everything to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet lifted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Amen. The shield of a Roman soldier was one of the most important and most intimidating weapons of its time. It effectively deflected oncoming attacks. More importantly, when used with the support of other soldiers, created an impenetrable defense. Of the pieces of equipment we've reviewed thus far, this is the first piece that reflects the need for unity within God's army. The shield of faith does just that. We don't place our faith in ourselves. Doing so only ends up with us in defeat. Instead, we take cover behind the idea that God will do just as he said he would do, keep us safe. This faith empowers us to stand firm with our brothers and sisters in Christ side by side. Lord willing, this is a concept we'll explore more deeply in the coming weeks. In addition, this is the first piece of armor that isn't limited to defense. Until this point, the belt, breastplate, helmet, and shoes have been used to guard and protect us. They serve no offensive purpose. However, the shield gives us our first weapon to use against the enemy, and to not only stand firm, but establish our defensive positions. So what is the shield of faith that we carry? You may recall several months ago, we reviewed faith and what faith is. The biblical definition we agreed on most was Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 
talks about faith as the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. After all, in 2 Corinthians reminds us we walk by faith and not by sight. That is because our relationship with God is built on trust. We believe in Him. We believe in His promises. And we believe in the truth offered throughout the Bible. Hashtag belt. And Scripture is loaded with the promise of protection and examples throughout. One that comes to mind so frequently, especially when you're talking about body armor and fighting, is David and Goliath. Now keep in mind, David was offered armor and upgraded weaponry, and he chose to say no. The God that delivered him from the lion and the bear was the same God who was going to protect him, the same God who was going to shield him from this giant who mocked him and ridiculed the entire army. And we all know what happens there. And this story is relatable to us because although we may not literally fight a giant of an army, we all have our own individual giants, don't we? And they take many different forms. If you travel to Psalms 91, in verse 2 it states, This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. The author communicates to us here that God's protection is 24-7. No matter the enemy's persistence, no matter the enemy's strategy, no matter the relentless attempts to break you, God will shield you. That is the promise we have, and that's the promise we place our trust in. It is this truth that we are shielded by salvation we receive through the righteousness of Jesus. It is the peace we find within the gospel of Christ and placing our faith in our defender. So let me ask you this. If we can believe scripture that communicates to us that all things are possible through Christ and that God loves us and we read it's impossible for God to lie, why are we so hesitant to hold this shield? Why do we attempt to rely on our own understanding when we encounter strife, when we encounter confusion, when we encounter these things, these attacks? It's written in Psalms 121 verse 7, The Lord will keep you from harm. He will watch over your life. All of your life, God is fixated on you. He is aware of the tribulation and the trials you're exposed to. He knows what you've done. He knows what you struggle with. He knows your pain. He knows your sorrow. He knows your happiness and your blessings. He knows you. All of you. And despite it all, He still promises to protect and shield you. It is this promise that helps us retain Isaiah when discussing God comforting His people in chapter 40 and verse 31. is written, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Our strength is renewed through Christ. This is the defensive qualities of the spiritual equipment. And as I stated earlier, the shield also has offensive qualities. And it's important to keep in mind because within the Roman army, the soldier could use this as a weapon to push back against an oncoming attacker, to stagger them or deter them from continuing their attack. In Psalms 144, verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Make no mistake about it. We are being trained for this spiritual warfare, which is why it's imperative to you 
and to your family that you read and spend time in God's Word daily, reading through the Scripture and applying it to your life. Because 2 Corinthians in chapter 2 reminds us, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but of divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. We are called to be a soldier in God's army. And after all, we're fighting against the rulers and the authorities. We're against the cosmic powers in the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places, not against flesh. And doing so, we're fully armed with a sword in one hand and a shield in the other. Now, I reiterate here verse 13 in Ephesians 6 because, remember, context is important. Our enemy, your true enemy, is not a flesh and blood. Your enemy is not a Republican or a Democrat. Your enemy is not the gay couple who just got married or the woman standing in the abortion line. Your enemy is not the cheater, the addict, the racist, the homeless. It's not riches. It's not the poor. It's important to draw attention to this because the enemy will attempt to separate you by any means necessary. And as a result, you'll waste your time trying to convince people that they are wrong and you are right. Your enemy is unseen and crafty, and you know what? He is scared to death of you, fully armored. He is petrified to see you wrapped in God's truth, wearing his salvation and the righteousness of God, placing and standing firm in peace, holding your shield in faith. You are an intimidating force to the enemy. In doing so, those shield deflects these fiery arrows of division, and working in conjunction with the rest of the body armor of God, you are able to stay focused on the true enemy. As you are called to defend yourself, you are also called to defend your family and your brothers and sisters in Christ against this common enemy, against this influence, against these schemes. Amen? Amen. As I bombarded my children with Nerf darts, they recognized the need to take cover. As I laughed manically at the sounds of my children screaming, Daddy, stop! Please stop shooting! Stop! They recognized the need for protection as the darts rained down on them. They would find an object around to equip themselves with a shield. Hiding in fear as the first few darts bounced off their shields, they would soon find the confidence with each successful block. As they put their trust that their shield would hold and defend them, they would soon stand firm in confidence that their shield would protect them. This revelation encouraged them to strike back and eventually unite together in a a loud battle cry, Attack! I was overcome and the shooting stopped. How many of us, though, hide in fear as the devil laughs at us? How many of us cry out for our Father for the attacks to stop? How many of us have found that confidence once we put our faith in God's protection? How many of us have allowed this confidence to stand firm and transform us into a formidable opponent? Finding the courage and knowing that we're not alone. Finding the hope in having brothers and sisters standing right there with you, holding their own shield and faith. It gives me goosebumps to think of God's army united. Amen? Amen. This week we continue to pray that God equips us for the fight. Start to show the confidence in God's protection by stepping out of your comfort zone. Seek direction for where God needs you in His army. Allow yourself to then move in that direction. 
If you're new to the calling, ask God for what your mission is. Seek the Holy Spirit in your life. And you have, if you haven't yet, start to ask the Holy Spirit to assist you with this direction, with this guidance. Prepare yourself for the darts and the flaming arrows that will come and target you because of these decisions and these steps. Grab a hold of that shield. Continue to prepare yourself to stand firm. God is calling you to pick up the shield. Will you answer? Thank you.